It's Demasi and Michael, just talking tech. Hey everyone, welcome back to DM34. You can get show notes and more information at youronpay.com forward slash DM34. I'm at Pam, P-A-Y-O-W-N, and he's... Demasi Thomas, and I'm at Demasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E, on Twitter. So I wanted to jump into it because we're tracking talking. time and we're talking <laughs> and it's making me be more alert of what I'm doing and conscious of it. Interesting thing. So yeah, how's it going, Demasi? It's going great, man. It's going great. Time tracking is something that I really got to uh, I got to get back into time tracking. When I was using, so you did it in the past? Yeah, I did, man. So I started actually tracking time uh, when I first started using FreshBooks back ah, around 2012. Yep. But I was only actually tracking time like when I was, you know, actually working on a project for somebody. So I wasn't doing like full time. Yeah, yeah. Billing time tracking is what that was. And yeah. I did that for a few years. And I would say a couple of years ago, I tried to get more into the actual tracking of all of my activities. You know, what I'm doing, mm -hmm. how am I spending my time type of thing. Right. And up until recently, there wasn't really a good solution that was accessible and easy to use on iOS. And I still have an issue with the app that I know you're using, which is Toggle. <laughs> I do, too. That it don't have an Apple Watch app. Ah, yeah. Which, after I got my Apple Watch, like that's when I really kind of got serious about looking, okay, let me find something, because it'll be super easy. I even wrote FreshBooks and was like, man, y'all ain't got no Apple Watch app. What's the problem? My Apple Watch caused me to start tracking more than just time. Like the rings that you get with the health data on the Apple Watch put me in the mindset of actually tracking things because I find myself using apps like AutoSleep to track my sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm tracking how much I'm breathing and I'm now using Pedometer Plus Plus to compete yep. with Andrew who now has a Fitbit. So I think just that concept of tracking comes with having an Apple Watch in the ease and so you expect there to be an app on your watch for time tracking exactly you know one of the interesting things about the apple watch and i found is you know I, I when i got my first apple watch when i got my apple watch what was it uh Last december was it? it was december oh. of 2017 yeah <laughs> i made that mistake earlier when recording i was recording with max and i'm, I'm all talking i'm like wait no no that was 2017 because we're in 2019 now. yeah i almost <laughs> did it too <laughs> <laughs> But when I got the watch, like I knew things that I wanted to do with, with the watch, mm -hmm. which were, you know, keeping up with notifications, like those important notifications. Like I don't need every notification hitting my watch. I don't have right. every notification hitting my watch, but those notifications and then being able to interact with some speci very specific apps that I knew I was going to use, such as drafts, <laughs> Fantastical, Just Press Record, OmniFocus. OmniFocus. Uh, do you use OmniFocus a lot from your watch? Because I found I actually really was only adding tests. To the inbox from my I focus. really don't use it all that much from my watch to be honest what I have kind of fallen into doing is sending stuff into drafts first and then when I do my ah. review of my inbox and drafts from my phone I send necessary tasks over to OmniFocus which also allows me to kind of go ahead and send them to a project or, or add a tag or anything like that that I'm doing with it as well which is not you know, as easy or possible for all of those features from the watch. So let's break that down for people a little bit because it causes me to think, man, I, I, we got we got to take a minute and explain to people what are we talking about. So when you're throwing your your when an idea comes to you, your workflow, from what I understand, is you throw it into drafts and then uh, once a day, probably, or if you're guilty like me, multiple times a day, you'll go try to process that and. Mm -hmm. 
then you'll either run that run an action that turns out into a project or a task or something like that or you'll email it if it's something that deals with email or, or message it or just get it out of drafts so that way you've actually dealt with it and then uh, you work from your project management or calendar app is that how you work that's pretty much kind of how that goes man Okay. I would say the only thing, <laughs> the only different, the only addition to that processing uh, workflow is that because of Drafts 5 having uh, workspaces mm, uh, yeah, available I'm, and tags, uh, a lot of times what I'm doing too, and I, I really find myself doing this quite a bit now with Drafts, uh, even though I have probably two or three other apps on my phone that used to serve a similar purpose, uh, which is I find myself clipping a lot of information from the web when I'm browsing the web. Uh, I'm just dumping it in drafts. Like I need to refer back to that article or I need to read that article. How? And, hmm? How? Uh, so from iOS, I'm just using the share sheet extension uh, for drafts. So you'll select and then share or do you like, do you actually take text from the web page? It, it depends. If it's like a snippet uh. or, or a paragraph or something on the page, yeah, I'll select that and then just share that directly into drafts uh, and okay. put a tag on it. Depending on and what then it's automatically for. append the or whatever the URL so you know where it came from from the yep. action. Yep. yep. And if it's okay. like a full page, like an article or uh, some documentation or something like that, I just hit the share button and just share the whole page. And the way I have my mm-hmm. template set up for drafts when I use the share extension is it grabs uh, whatever selected text I've selected, if there's any, uh, the page title and the page URL, and puts the page title and page URL in markdown format. So it's just a clickable link if I'm previewing. And then I, I apply tags to it right there. But usually when I go through and kind of clear my inbox out, I make sure there's not anything that I've added idea wise or from anywhere else. And I, I sort of keep different workspaces for certain things. So like I have one workspace that's, you know, strictly devoted to ideas, articles, help documentation mm-hmm. that's related to WordPress development. So I'm not using workspaces in drafts. So explain that a little bit. Essentially, and, and this may be, this is the way that I look at it. I'm not going to say it's the official way that the drafts developer would explain this to you or even anybody else would explain it to you. But the way I'm going to explain workspaces to you is that I consider them to be sort of like saved searches. So for Mac users, you know, you have the ability to save a search in the finder and always be able to refer back to that. There are several other things Uh you can do with that as well. Uh, I think Google Gmail on the web lets you do that. But essentially, essentially, I just consider it a saved search or a saved filter uh, for specific items. So uh, uh, you can use tags, uh, since they added tags to Drafts 5, uh, you can use <laughs> tags. So for example, WPDEV is a tag that I use. Uh, and if I put any, Exactly. You got <laughs> it, man. I'm not very imaginative, so it's not very yeah, difficult yeah, to figure um, that stuff out. But you create a workspace by saying, okay, I only want things in this workspace that have this tag and don't have that tag or have Ah. this tag and have been added at a certain date. So I really treat them just like a bunch of saved filters or or saved search filters uh, that allow me to quickly, you know, retrieve information. Uh, You know, me and you both are working uh, with Desiree on blind employment. So you can pull up blind employment. Exactly. And and everything. And, And the cool thing about it is, I don't know if you've explored this or not since AOTD 33, but you can leverage workspaces and, uh, URL callbacks to jump right into a workspace with launch center pro. So if you're like, Hey, I think I want to work on some blind employment solution stuff. You can jump into launch center pro hit blind employment solutions and drafts. And then it pops that open. And then I've recently gotten real into the, um, 
Oh, groups. I A lot of my stuff is getting grouped so I can start adding more stuff because I notice the more and more I use launch, the, the more, more I want to add. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now I've got a group called URL shortcuts that I just double tap that and that pops open a shortcut and I slide my finger up, double tap the clicky link and that drops me literally right into clicky where my stats are. And all it saves me from doing is opening Safari, double tapping on the URL in the address bar, changing my rotor to edit and pasting in the address or typing CLI and then finding clicky in the auto suggest. But when I started doing it multiple times a day and or even just once a day, you realize how much time that saves you uh, just because it's right there and it's a quick shortcut that you can use. Another one that I have because sometimes it comes up is I can quickly jump jump into the WordPress admin dashboard from Launch Center Pro. And again, it's not having to open Safari, double tap on the URL and start typing in that URL. Yeah, little things like that are super time savers, though, because, again, you know, you can do them from where you're thinking about it versus, like you say, jumping into Safari, typing into the URL yeah. bar. And oftentimes, I get distracted. Yeah, because you'll open up Safari, right? And there's the page that you were just last looking yeah, at of this article or you email. were reading or something like that. And you're like, oh. Let me finish reading this article about this right. interesting thing. And then you find yourself two minutes later. Wait, I opened Safari for a whole other reason. And now I don't even remember what it was. Oh, something I discovered that that kind of relates to that is I've been trying to journal like consistently. I've missed like the last week of journaling, to be honest. I'd, I don't know how you're doing with it, if you've done it at all. But the one positive thing about it is, is now I have a shortcut. And I think I shared it with you. If not, I'll put it in the show notes at yarnpay.com slash DM34. And uh, the shortcut prompts me with like three questions, depending on the day of the week. And then it throws it into a template for day one, drops it right into day one and you hit done. So as I was talking to someone earlier today on interview, it eliminates the barrier of entry because literally all I do is I'm like, you know, I really should be journaling right now. So I'll hit launch. And then in the top right corner is add new entry. Add new entry is a shortcut that runs uh, X callback URL. And I'll explain that in a minute. And it's starts a toggle timer and it asks me these questions, forms that template for the day one entry. And then when I hit the done button, the X callback URL sees that the shortcut is complete and that drops me back into launch and I can run another shortcut from there. Man. So I, 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 I get excited when I, when I start looking up these entries and now I got people ask me, well, text expander, how can you use that? And then I learned you can, in a lot of these apps, you can, leverage text expander uh, within exactly. your shortcuts so you can do that with, uh, <laughs> that, that works with launch center pro that works yep, with drafts yep. so you can run actions and drafts that will trigger uh text expander text snippets. expander snippets and then get data from that snippet and that's one of the most interesting thing like oh man we we discussed this back when it happened uh when text expander went from a you know pay for license every year and a half or so to a, a, a subscription right and we discussed, I think we discussed that there were some alternatives out there. And I think I told you I wasn't switching because it's too useful uh, and it didn't make any sense to me to switch. Like I, I wasn't happy about it. Uh, although conversely, I got to let you in on a little secret. If you ever owned a Texas Panda license before they did that, I have not paid full price for it yet. Shh, don't tell them. And look out for discounts. There are, I'm going to be Tons honest, of discounts. Yeah. Like you can typically find like 20% off. Don't 
I'm being honest. Don't pay full price for text expander unless you really want to. Like I have been paying for it on the monthly basis, but I'm looking with our recent finance changes to changing that to an annual subscription just to help us with budgeting. And while I'm looking at annual subscription, I'm looking at discounts because it drops price down to like 28 bucks a year or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a terrible price. And considering how much I actually use it, yep. which is on the Mac, on iOS, I mean, I have snippet groups set up just for terminal commands that I type all the time, so I don't have to manually type oh, them out. Interesting. Uh, you know, and then a lot of the apps, I would say a majority of the apps that I open on a regular basis that have me doing any sort of typing on iOS actually have that direct integration with Text Expander, which means mm-hmm. I don't even have to switch to the keyboard. I don't have to switch to the Text Expander keyboard, and I also still get to take advantage of certain advanced snippets, such as fill-in snippets. Uh, That's what that means. So I've seen that in, you know, this app is integrated with Text Expander, and I don't have Text Expander on my phone. I just use it on the Mac. And so I didn't realize. I'm like, well, cool, you can expand my snippets, and I didn't realize that that meant you didn't have to switch to the keyboard. So here's the key point when it comes to that. Any apps, so Drafts, Launch Center Pro uh, are two examples. Uh, OmniFocus is another example. They have that direct integration with the Text Expander SDK. So unlike iOS, the iOS Text Expander keyboard that only will let you expand text snippets, uh, if you're inside of drafts and you have a fill-in snippet that you use, you can actually have that pop up as a dialog box in iOS, do your fill-in steps that you do, hit done, and it fills it out the same way it would do on the Mac. So that is amazing. I'm going to have to play with that. Demasi, real quick, to the newcomer, what is Text Expander? Oh man, Texas Expander or something's gonna change your life. <laughs> I got Desiree. put on the spot. I, I have to do that to you because I got put on the spot earlier for that. So what's Texas Expander, Demasi? <laughs> oh man. Oh, I I, I want to hear your answer after this. But Texas Expander is a tool that is cross-platform, works on Mac, iOS, and Windows. And basically it allows you to use shortcuts, uh, a few letters, a a a phrase. Uh, to expand it to much larger blocks of text. So on a simple, a simple example, and really I think to understand what Texas Vendor is, you need examples. If you work in customer service, for example, and you're constantly replying to people's questions about this, that, and the other, well, you usually get down to sort of a science of here's a good response to this type of question, or here's my signature that I want to put at the end of an email. Using Texas Expander, instead of typing out Hello, blank, you know, insert person's name here, you know, blah, 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 blah. You can have a basically a form letter that allows you to fill in specific pieces of information when needed. So an example for me that I use Texas Man I went way off the track with what Texas Man is. Basically, it lets you expand text. <laughs> so man. did I when I was asked. <laughs> but I, it's, it's so you tell people, oh, it lets you type short snippets or phrases and expands them into much bigger blocks of text. Right, like, and that's, that's how a, I summarize that, it. It lets you type a snippet it and it expands into a bigger block of text. So it lets you save time by, sh- like, and the example I use was semicolon M for my email. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a simple one. Or, you know, I have, uh, I think, I have several different snippets for different addresses. So I don't Semicolon you know, PH th- for phone number. Yeah. You know, but then have, uh, you were going to explain uh, an advanced one, weren't you? Yeah, so like an advanced snippet that I have been using. I haven't used it as much lately, but I used right. to use it quite a bit when working for somebody that, uh, you know, I was dealing with customer service requests. Usually in this specific context, people were going to ask one of three questions uh, most of the time. So what I did is built a, a fill-in snippet 
that would grab it ran a little bit of Apple script, so it wouldn't work on iOS, uh, but it would grab the person's name from the email field in the mail app, insert that at the top. So it says, hi, you know, insert their name here. My options were I had a big block of text, you know, a couple of paragraphs at the top. that says, you know, thanks for reaching out to us. Sorry to hear that you're having problems, blah, 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 you know, uh, niceties. And then it got to the point of their message. So if they asked about how do I download this book, you know, I had a, a fill in answer for that because it was just straightforward. Right. Go you here, do from this, a do this. Box, pretty yeah, much. I picked from a pop up. Yeah, I picked from a pop up. Yeah, so I picked from a pop up in the snippet. Uh, one option was telling them how to download the book, one option was telling them how to log into their account. And then I had a reset third, their password or yep, something like that. Yeah. That was the third option was actually reset how to reset your password. Yeah. And then the fourth option was just a blank text field you know so if i chose the fourth so option it meant there was something custom right because it wasn't mm-hmm. one of those things so i typed that in uh in it filled in the final you know thanks for blah 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 let, let us know if you have any more trouble my signature at the end and then i would hit done essentially i would not have to type anything unless it was a custom answer mm-hmm. that i needed to give uh, I would and just then he didn't from, even type that. He just dictated it. And then you know, pretty it. much. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I hit done. It is filled out of the entire email. But the, it, 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 two things. It saves me a lot of time. But then two, it also had consistency, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime I responded to an email, people got consistent responses, you know, consumed with the way that the company wanted their responses to their customers to look. Uh, so that, that's another reason that you want to look at Texas Expander. Talking about time saving, I don't know if this, if you have access to your information while I'm going over this, I'm looking at stats just so you know. Uh, talking about time saving, I don't know when the last time I reinstalled Text Expander on the computer, and it does reset every time you installed on the computer. So I've uh, at this time expanded 613 snippets, saved 26,256 characters, and at 60 words per minute, I've saved 1.4. 46 hours, uh, which is impressive when you look at it, because I know that I've been only using text expander on this computer since the beginning of December could have been late November, but it hasn't been that long. And to realize that that's how much time I've saved. And I am guilty of, I need to go through and clean up my text expander snippets because (laughs) (laughs) you you get it. You get it. So this totally went off track, but kind of, but, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need to clean up text expander snippets. <laughs> yeah. I, I got snippets in here that I added years ago that I don't right? even use. Yeah. Like sometimes I and, look and, at and them. And then you'll go remove them and then you're like, wait, what was that snippet? And then you 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 start using text expander and then you use a snippet that you, you reflexively use that maybe you change. Yeah, it, it can be addictive. Yeah. The thing that I have started to do, uh, one is group snippets uh, so put ah. snippets into into groups that that sort of makes sense so like I, I mentioned the uh terminal snippets that i use you know i just have a, a group called command line and those work on the mac they work in linux when i'm ssh into a linux server and what i have started to do also uh with groups so when you create a group and you put snippets inside of a group one thing you can do of course you can name the group but you can also set up a default portion that you want to be the snippet so for example i forget exactly what they're called i'll tell you in a sec but my command line group snippet, everything in that group is going to start with CLI dash. Prefix. Yep. Prefix. There you go. Knew there was a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when you told me, what, I thought that's what you were saying, but I, I'm like, I, maybe he's talking about something else. 
Uh, and I do the same thing for referral links. All of my referral links are in a group called Affiliate, and all of them start with something. Uh, I don't know. So I'll you to, I'll set one. that based on your uh, group? I set it based on the group most times. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they, yeah, that is how you create it. So that way, you know, like for referral links or affiliate links, you know, you can easily, you don't really have to. And I've also tried not to be too complicated with my snippets mm-hmm. as I've been creating mm-hmm. them lately. So, for example, my Namecheap affiliate link is just AFL, you know, Namecheap, right? I mean, I'm typing out a whole word. It seems like I'm, you know, it doesn't seem like I'm actually saving a lot of time, but I really am because I I don't have to remember that link. You don't have to look that link up, copy and paste it, and or remember it. Or you don't have to go and do what I used to do and set up subdomains to redirect people to affiliate links or install a plugin and put that load on your website. Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot other of ways to do stuff. it, yeah. but once you set up a system, and systems are very important, you'll know how much time you're spending on each of your tasks. I don't exactly. know if that was a good transition. <laughs> it was, but I was going to say, yeah, speaking of that, so let's circle back to this whole Apple Watch thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. To wrap up a thought that we did start with, though, uh, the Apple Watch. So after getting the watch and starting to use it, I was surprised. And, Mike, I think you are right that, you know, once you start getting notifications about uh, how many steps you've taken and how many times you stood today and you start to see those rings close, mm-hmm. it not only for me, at least, it started making me a little bit more health conscious than what I was being to the point that I started, like, you know, like you tracking, you know, make sure I breathe, you know, do the breathe exercises. I'm actually thinking about taking up yoga. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. That, that that that's very very interesting because I had that same thought a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's, it's something I can do that doesn't is like one reason I don't get a lot of exercise because I can't really exercise in my house in the traditional sense of like. Jerome you, you can't run around the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. circles. Uh, <laughs> Chasing <laughs> the kids. <laughs> you know, I do get some. I do get some pretty good days. Most times, Mike, if you see my days are exercising oh, really you. up, Trust I've been me. chasing the you. kids. Yep. I've been chasing the kids. If you see his way up, uh, but I, you know, I can see when Demasi is babysitting because I'm like, oh, Demasi's activities up today. He must be after the kids today. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. But I do want to do more exercise, and there's not really a good space for me. You know, I, I would right. feel stupid, first of all, and it would get pretty boring also, and I would feel like I was just looking like a doofus, uh, running, just running back and forth in the yard, just back and forth, back and forth, just, <laughs> just to try to close it. Like, I, I don't want to do that. So I'm competing with a blind guy in Oregon you can't see. That's why I'm doing it. Come on. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so yoga is, is, is a thing I'm thinking about taking up just for uh, the, the benefits of getting some some actual exercise and working my muscles. I'm trying to stay limber, man. I'm starting to get a little bit older, so you know, I don't want to be able to. Don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to become that dad that calls his kid in the room in the morning, put my shoes on because I can't bend over that he far. He wants to see his grandkids. That's what he wants. We'll talk more about Demasi's future aspirations as a dad come this spring. Keep an ear out for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, now you're going to make us have to release a show by this spring. Oh, we, we need to do something. It gives us a deadline. <laughs> I, I know, right? It does. We were talking about it for been, over a year now. We've been like, talking about this for a year, man. We do need right. to do that, though. We got to get Marlon on his microphone. But, yeah, I mean, having an Apple Watch for me, at least, like it, it did start making me more aware. And I do really want to be able to track my time from the watch. Unfortunately, I don't really know of a good way to do that. But, Mike, t- I mean, tell me a little bit more about how you're using Toggle. Because I, I tried out Toggle, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it didn't stick. I, I just didn't apply the necessary. 
I get it. I get it. Time so I, to start setting it up right. Well, and it also takes time to actually use it every day. And that's something that I had to learn. Like, if you listen to your own pay.com slash AOTD22, there'll be a link over there uh, at our show notes. I'm not going to repeat it because then that's repeating the URL way too many times. But you'll be able to hear some of the, uh, or you'll be able to see some of the time tracking results that I received after using Toggle for about 14 days. Uh, what, what I ended up doing is I have a couple of primary projects. One of them, which is podcast listening, is something that I uh, do quite often, and it's not associated with a project itself. So it's listed in my reports as uncategorized or something, which means that my greatest quantity of time is uncategorized. But then I also have uh, household chores, which includes doing dishes or uh, laundry. And then I've also got a category called YOPN. And within those categories, I have tags such as traffic generation. And one example of the projects that I did this morning is interact on Reddit. And that was the name of the task that I was working on. So when I opened the toggle app on my iPhone, and I double tapped on the start button in the bottom of the app, I was prompted with an edit box and the timer started immediately. And so I used dictation to say that I was interacting on Reddit. Then above the keyboard, there are buttons that appear. And one of those is a button that says BTN project add. And when I double tap on that, I can <laughs> add, <laughs> you, go. you had to throw me off. <laughs> Uh, but when I double tap on that, I, it will put the edit box to where I can start typing the name of a project. So I would type YOPN and then I t explore at the top of the screen and see YOPN. When I split tap, which is what I typically do there, that will add the YOPN project to that particular task. And then the next button over typically above the U and I keys is the tags button and you can split tap on that or double tap on that and add tags. So for the interacting on Reddit, I added the traffic generation tag to it. So that way at the end of the week, I can go and hopefully look at all of my tags and see how much time I spent on traffic generation. And I say, hopefully because the reports tab, which is in the center of the screen, as explained on AOTD is not the most accessible, but you can get information from it. If that makes sense, like, you can explore the screen and see it, but it's not laid out the best. But you can get your information from it. Hey, man, you got you to gotta learn how to explore your screen. I don't think flicking is going to no. always benefit people, especially nowadays. And we're starting to see more and more of that. Uh, just as a side note for anybody not familiar, when Mike says split tap, what he means is he's exploring his screen with one finger. When he locates the element that he wants to activate, he just taps the screen with a second finger without yep. lifting up the first finger. Uh, yeah. Again, that is one of those functions and features that has actually been in voiceover from at least my beginning with voiceover. Right. For, for a while. Now, that sounds like a very complicated process. So let me give you one more quick example and I'll explain it. So I have another project that I work on called Dishes. That's in the household category. Uh, actually, it's in the category called household chores. There's no tag on it. You know, uh, all this but, stuff sounds more complicated when you're trying to explain it to someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to simplify that process, instead of having to go into toggle 
Google, hit the start button, type in dishes every time. I can type DI and at the top of my screen, I'll see dishes with uh, the template already filled out. So I can split tap on that and then it'll start doing that. Or even faster than that, you will, when you do open the toggle app, see your four most active timers that you've set and you can do it'll say what are you doing right now and you can just double tap on one of those four timers and then underneath those four timers you'll see a heading that'll say today followed by the amount of time you've tracked today and then each item that you've tracked for the day and you can navigate by headings in order to skip day by day and then each item you can use your rotor actions to flick down to continue a timer delete a timer or activate, which will allow you to edit when the timer started and when it stopped. So hopefully that's a good brief tutorial on the app. And then there's three tabs across the bottom. Uh, the left one is timer, middle one is reports, and the right one is today. Calendars. Oh, no. Today? Today. It's been a while. Well, it so might be calendar it. too, but it shows you what the what I see, because again, they're not labeled. So I that's the way I envision <laughs> them in my mind. So what I see there is the uh, a list of what I was doing every hour. And then the cool thing about it is shortcuts. I'm starting to use toggle shortcuts more in my workflows, which has pros and cons. Uh, and the other cool thing is, is you can't have two toggles running at once. So with short, which has pros and cons, you can go back and edit a toggle so they can overlap, which I didn't realize that, but I did figure that out with support. So let's say that I run that good morning shortcut that I mentioned in last week's episode. Uh, the first thing it does now is it starts a toggle that says that I'm podcast listening because that's the last thing I'll do. But the first thing that I'm going to forget to start is my toggle timer to say that I'm listening to podcasts. So I at least log an hour or two in the morning, even if that's not all I'm doing in the morning, because I know throughout the day, I'm going to forget to hit the toggle button in order to toggle or in order to track time for podcast listening. Uh, so that's kind of my little hack around it. And I get why it doesn't work for everyone because it, it it's a mindset change. You have to change your mindset to go in and say, well, what am I going to be working on? And as I said in the podcast, you have to focus on that task because if you start doing podcast listening and while you're doing that i'll explain that in a second while you're doing that you're building a website for jr and then you're doing something else related to websites uh, you you won't be able to adequately track what you're doing so in that case i typically figure out which project am i working on the most yes i'll be doing some subtasks but what am i going to be working on the most uh primarily i'm working on reddit posts for example well, yeah that's going to involve some research but i'm going to track that as reddit posting because that research is involved in posting on reddit so that we actually sound like someone who knows what the hell they're talking about hmm. makes sense it does come with that that conscious effort and then if you forget to it's very easy at least on the mac and ios i don't know about using the website because i don't use the website they do have a toggle button that you can uh use from the website i don't know how easy it is to edit there but on the mac and on ios it's very easy to modify your start time so one thing that i forgot to do is start tracking time for the interview that i was doing and while we were doing the interview earlier today i went back and i added the all those details uh and it was very easy to edit that information yeah you're right about it being a mindset i mean it's a mindset period for a lot of things that are going to help you with productivity any any 
product. I, I put time tracking into that category because one thing, yeah. Mark, that I realized that you're doing that, you know, just to kind of spell it out for people that are listening, is the reason that Mike is tracking stuff like uh, his Reddit research and podcast listening and doing dishes is because he's not only trying to track time for, you know, billable purposes, but just to see how he's spending his day, how productive is he being versus how productive he thought he was being, uh, yep. which is a real thing. Uh, yeah. This is a real thing. You may not believe it, but I promise you, you can spend your whole day and feel like, well, oh man, I don't know what I did. Uh, I think yeah. I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> and if you were actually tracking your time, and I realized this on a personal level when I had an app installed on the Mac called Timing, mm-hmm. which does not have an iOS equivalent, which is what made me start looking at Toggle. But one feature that Timing has, and Toggle has this feature on the Mac as well, there's no way to do it on iOS. Uh, but what they have on the Mac is the ability to automatically track everything you're doing. So it'll show you when you look at your reports at the end of the day or whenever you get around to looking at them. If you're like me, it might be two or three days later. Or uh, once a week, like Toggle email you so you don't have to look at them unless they email you Monday morning. Yeah, what they'll show you on the Mac is, uh, so what timing was showing me is where I was actually spending time. So what websites I was on, which apps I had open to a certain extent, if I was in something like, say, uh, TextMate or TextEdit, it would show me which documents I actually had open. It would show me which terminal tabs I had open. So while I may have thought the past four hours, oh, I was working on this website, you know, working in the terminal over here, building this server and doing all this stuff, and blah, mm. blah, blah. Hell, you know, oh, well, man, you spent 45 minutes in Twitter when you opened it up just right. to send out a tweet, right? Yep, but I didn't think yep. I was in Twitter for 45 minutes. So yeah. that that's why Mike is tracking everything that he's doing. And that's why it's a mindset. Because you can't really figure out where you're being productive and where you're not being productive until you have a, a you know, what's known as a baseline of what your normal mm-hmm. behavior is. Like, you don't know what's abnormal until you know what's normal. Let us know how you're tracking your time or if that's something you're interested in learning more about over at your own pay.com slash over at your own pay.com slash forward slash DM 34. Uh, I'm at payom P A Y O W N on Twitter. He is at Demasi D A M A S H E. Demasi, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, we're going to change your Twitter name to AOTD. He loves this show, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, catch you guys in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.